0: This week on The Roommates Podcast. What I've realized is if you take an audience to a really uncomfortable, dark place where they feel weird and uncomfortable, and then you make them laugh, right? The next time they feel weird and uncomfortable, they know a laugh is coming. Mm. Now that weird and uncomfortable place is not bad yeah they're actually excited Mm -hmm. they're looking forward to it yeah because they're like oh shit (laughs) last time i had this feeling i laughed my ass off it's coming again yeah the problem is not everybody's funny enough to go to take them to that really uncomfortable place and get them out
1: Yo, 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 what's good world, what up, what up, what up, and welcome back, and welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of people on the journey of becoming, experience emotional and spiritual health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Also, 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 known as the best hour of your week where you are entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED talk, and enlightened like a sermon. I'm sorry, guys. I got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is that Chris is snowed in in Indiana, so unfortunately, he won't be here. But the good news is that we have podcast poppy, (laughs) the one and only Andrew Schultz in the building. building. Hi, guys. Yo. It's good to be back. Welcome back, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, man, it's been a, a whirlwind... Of life that's happened to you since the last time you've been on the show.
0: I think everything changed after I did this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's all about the roommates <laughs> podcast. I was enlightened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, for the people who may not know about you, can mm-hmm. you give a bit of an elevator pitch synopsis for the new roommates who haven't checked you out last time? Uh,
0: who are, I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Um, that's really how I identify. I got some podcasts, Flagrant 2, Brilliant Idiots. Shout and, to assholes. Uh, yeah, shout to assholes <laughs> and idiots. Uh, keep it tight, all of you. And then um, I'm, uh, I guess, a content creator, uh, content kingpin, if you will. And, uh, Podcast poppy in the house. There we
1: go, baby. <laughs> Talk that ish, boy. Let's
0: go. So, yeah, so I basically transformed my YouTube page into a comedy network and... Um, had a buddy of mine quit his job and now we're just, you know, putting out tons of comedy content, the specific type of comedy that I focus on, which is unsafe comedy, unfiltered, uncensored. You know, the the comedy that I grew up watching that really just doesn't exist on any of the networks today. So now we've created a home for that, youtube.com slash Schultz. And that's my current endeavor along yeah. with all the other endeavors as you know being an entrepreneur you wear many hats so many 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 hats it, uh, it is good i'm excited and uh yeah this has been the most fulfilling time of my life so far so i know yeah
1: man how does it feel to finally slowly i know it's not fully there yet but sure, starting sure. to get that credit that you feel like you've, you've deserved all along
0: you know it's interesting it's like uh because uh, I I was always hungry for the credit early yeah. on, right? You know, like if I saw people like maybe taking my jokes and making them memes yeah. or, like, taking my hot takes and, like, doing it on these big channels and other people getting all the credit. And, uh, and I definitely learned this lesson from Duval. It's like you don't realize you don't need something until you have it. Mm. You know, like once I start to get credit for my creations and my content and once I start to get uh, some success – uh I truly realized that I was more in love with the creation than I was with the adulation. Mm. don't get me wrong, I yeah. love it when people love my shit. I'm creating this content for these people, and yeah. I love that relationship that I have. but getting there made me realize that I love the creation mm. that's what validates me in a lot of ways, and I guess to put it in perspective is you know like every rich person tells you you know money doesn't make you happy, and you know poor people you're looking at them like. Well, it would definitely make me happy. Exactly. And the second you get money, you can be like, "Oh shit, it yeah. wasn't about that."
1: That's real. It's just
0: having these like goals in front of you that a lot of times you just need distraction till you die. We're trying to figure out what's the best type of distraction. <laughs> and like you know, on a on a on a basic level, it's like you end up like you create these goals that will provide infinite amount of distraction. Yeah. So you always have something to do. Like people are like, "I want to save the animals." You yeah. can't save all the animals. Yeah. But that's something you could do until you die. Yeah. So it's kind of like finding a way around life mm. in a way. So instead of like being satisfied in what you have and yeah. being grateful with what you have, you you basically give yourself a task that can never be uh, completed. Mm. You know, like that Sisyphus shit where he's pushing the rock up the hill yeah. and then it just keeps on falling down. Then you got to start over again. Mm-hmm. It's like people don't want to accept it, but like Sisyphus was probably happy. Like yeah. every day he had purpose.
1: That's the key.
0: You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not saying that that's how, I'm trying to live life a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to create, like, the distraction that gives me the purpose. I'm trying to truly be grateful for what I have. And then anything else that comes on is extra. Yeah. Like, I love creating the content. If y'all like it, that's fucking icing on the cake. Mm. So if you can make cake out of what you have, at least for me, that's what I've been trying to do, is realize, like, that's where the joy comes from. But again i't I couldn't get there until I started to get that credit that I wanted. yeah, so that put things in perspective
1: mm that's that's interesting that's yeah. interesting. So one of the things that similar to what you guys did with Flagrant and the Asshole Army, one of the things that we kind of moved our show from is' just, it's not just a one hour conversation that occurs throughout yeah. the week, but it's like this worldwide community, you know because what yep. you what you've experienced is that like as America begins to become more divided. I think society is going back to what it should have been all along, and that's, like, tribes. Right. Right? Right. And so the thing about tribes is, like, so, for example, like, most people understand Nigerians as just these people who live in this certain geography, right? Yeah. But in reality, like, Nigerians aren't Nigerians. There's Yoruba, there's Igbo, there's Hausa, there's Edo, there's all these different tribes, different people, and though they have some similarities, like, the dark skin, like, they first they have different religions, mm. they have different Food. They have different languages. Mm-hmm. So in reality, like these people, though they're similar from the outside looking in, they're extremely different and unique. And each person has their place. Yeah. But what happens in America is that America is just trying to be so, I guess, homogenized. If that's even a word. And what's, what's happening is that people are now having to fit a, bo- a blueprint. But then people like the assholes and people like the roommate community are realizing I don't fit this traditional blueprint. What I like, what I enjoy, my culture, even when it comes to language. Yeah. Words that we use mean A and words that you use can mean B. Right. So then people are be- beginning to go online and find these super dope communities. Yeah. And so that's the one thing that we started. like We like transitioned from like just being like, yo, this is a one-hour conversation and making this dope community. That's smart.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people get wrong about um just, you know, content in general. It's yeah. like, how do I say it? Like, you need you need umbrellas and you need to fit under umbrellas. Yeah. You know, like, whenever, you know, people talk, and again, it's like, talking about this makes no sense until you're, like, experiencing it. So, I try to make it the most adjustable way possible. Like, but if I'm ever talking to comics and trying to give them some help on what they should do for their career and that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, some people, you know, see what we've accomplished and they come and ask questions. And I try to be in asset to these people because you know at the end of the day they're my brothers we're all in this together as much as we're competing with each other at the end of the day we are comics like if anybody attacks comedy it affects all of us Mm -hmm. so like we need to be somewhat united in that way and especially now that like things are going to the internet yeah like I don't feel competition with, with comics yeah because back in the day when only eight people a year could get a comedy special on Comedy Central or whatever, yeah. then you are really competing. Exactly. But my lane is YouTube. Yeah. My lane is the internet. It's so free it's market. like I don't gotta ask nobody for a comedy special. I'll put it out whenever I want to put out mine. So Shall views from the cis. Shall views from the cis come in March. Yes, so it's like Indeed. And we can talk about that in a little bit. It's just one of those things where it's like it removes that kind of competitive instinct because now it's, then we're not fighting for that one loaf of bread. Mm. Right? It's you get as much bread as you wanna essentially like make into bread, right? It's like you got the wheat, you got the flour, you got yeah. the sugar. Like you gotta make the bread yourself now. Exactly. And if you want it, you'll do it. So uh just making community is, is really important. People want to be attached to that. So exactly. what is the brand? Like I'll ask colleagues, what are you? Yeah. Like, well I don't know. It's like well why would anybody gravitate towards you? Yeah. The more you know what you are, exactly. The easier it is for people to get there. It's like telling someone to come to your house and then You know, they go, what's your address? And then you go... I don't know. Yeah, it's over there. (laughs) It's going to be... You know what I mean? It's literally no different than that. So, like, the more you know how to describe yourself and who you are, the easier it is for people to access you. We do unsafe comedy. That's what we do. Yeah. Right? Um, Do I have jokes that are totally sweet and funny and, like, goofy? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But most people will probably know me from my unsafe takes. Yeah. Right? The flagrant takes, as Mm -hmm. we call. And... That allows people around the world who are into that style of comedy to access me. They're exactly. like, oh, shit, I like those kind of dark, fucked up jokes. Yeah, Boom, that's my
1: guy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's, and that's something that is kind of like what, what, what happened previously is that when the networks had a monopoly, let's say Comedy Central had a monopoly, mm-hmm. their thing was in order to be a comic and to get a special, you must talk about A, B, and C. If you don't talk about A, B, and C, therefore, you're not going to get a special. But what you've done and what YouTube has done, like you said, it's totally like created a whole new world in which you can literally make a lane for yourself and do exactly what you want and find the people for your style of comedy. And the the one thing I was actually thinking about, like your idea, like your style of comedy as unsafe comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, man... A lot of a lot of the people in the room, make, So one of our values is the thirst for knowledge, right? So that's mm-hmm. one of our core values. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a thirst for knowledge is you need to have an open mind, but a discerning heart, right? Yeah. So have an open mind to sit down, shut up, and listen to somebody giving an idea, right. but have a discerning heart to not always believe and accept it as truth. Sure. So the, we say like no shaming in the comments, no cancel culture, and none of that stuff. So like I said, I know some people would maybe look at some of your um your clips or even your comedy specials and be like, yo. I think that's inappropriate. I think that's bad. I don't want yeah. to rock with that. Yeah. But we always tell people, hey, listen, give it a chance, and hear it out. And one of the things that you're always talking about is this idea of interpretation, no, intent when it comes to comedy. Yeah. And I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about this. I'm curious to pick in your brain. Sure. So your big idea is that when it comes to comedy, you have to understand the comic's intent. Yeah. And you said the intent of a comic is to be funny. Bring you joy, man.
0: Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. We're just yeah. trying to bring you joy. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't care if you're religious or not religious. I don't care what your belief system is. Yeah. At the end of the day, you believe that being happy is the point of life. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that thinks being miserable is the point of life. Yeah. Nobody thinks being angry is the point of life. Nobody thinks being sad is the point of life. Mm-hmm. Right. We all agree, no matter what faith, happiness is what you want. That's right. True. We're on stage... Or we're posting these clips, to give you that little morsel of happiness. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and take it. You idiot. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who's happier? If I'm happier than you, yeah. you can't tell me nothing. Exactly. You can't tell me how to live. Mm-hmm. You can't literally, if we both agree baseline that happiness is the point, and I've found some joy and happiness in this dark topic that makes you sad. Yeah. You can't tell me I'm not right. mm Why don't you hop on my train here? Yeah. Right? Because I just found a little more joy than you had. Now you get to have a little more joy. Oh, the topic is really horrible and fucked up. There's going to be somebody offended by everything. Mm -hmm. There are people offended by peanut allergies. (laughs) There really are. There are protests going on right now about fucking peanut allergies. (laughs) So the idea of like, there are certain topics we shouldn't touch this, that, the other. No, there's Mm. funny and not funny. Yeah. That's all it is. And when we give you some funny, comedians are angels, bro. Yeah. We're literally angels. Like, I don't understand why we're getting so much heat, but maybe that's what happens when I bet angels got heat, too.
1: You know what what I mean? You're just
0: coming down trying to make people feel good all the time. Yeah. And people are like, who the fuck are you to make people feel good? Yeah. You know what I mean? And And the crazy thing about most comics, they don't feel good all the time. Yeah. So here they are giving out all these good feels. And a lot of comics, they do not feel good on a regular basis. Yeah. So... You're going to shit on someone who already don't feel good, (laughs) whose life purpose is to make you feel good. And now you're going to make him feel worse than he already does while he's trying to make you feel better. What kind of piece of shit are you? (laughs) That's crazy to me
1: so let's let's go ahead and play a little devil's advocate right because yeah. I know one of the things I love the most about you is that you fit so much into the roommate's culture because you're always you literally take an idea and you're always seeing it from different angles you're trying yeah. to pick it apart let's sharpen iron sharpen iron let's sharpen these arguments so let's say somebody says right now, I like to make black jokes, yeah and making black jokes not only makes me happy but then it makes. My audience happy, and it brings joy and happiness to my audience. Okay, and my intent is to make bring joy and happiness to my audience. But then let's and so like maybe part of his black joke is he goes full blackface part of part of his skit to be able to just make to make funny. And to is make it laugh. funny? And here's the thing. Yeah, to his audience, it's funny, but then to another group of people, they find that to be disrespectful. How do you balance those two things?
0: Look. So one of the – this is the type of questions that, like, get you in trouble, right? Because no matter how I answer this question, I, I'm either justifying blackface or not. And,
1: and before, Andrew, before you – I'm sorry. It's for not about you. Off. It's yeah. not about you. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's about, like, three years down the line. Somebody's listening to this, and yeah. they see a video, and then they just cut out an expert, excerpt of this. Yeah. My feeling is, is it funny? Is it not funny? Yeah. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Would I look for comedy in it? Me personally, no. Yeah. But if the joke is funny and black people find it funny, then it brings joy to them. Yeah. It's just simple as that. So it's like, if the joke is good and if the joke is funny, we're on board. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. wore blackface yeah. in whatever that movie what Tropic was. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah. right? Black people thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. There was no backlash about that yeah. until recently when you can get retweets for backlash. Everybody's mm-hmm. upset. That was a, a a generally accepted, hilarious movie. Yeah. I don't remember any backlash about that. I mean, those same people upset about that are still watching Avengers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you like, yo, let's cancel Robert Downey, Judy. After <laughs> Avengers, the next yeah, one comes up, we got to gotta find out what happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. we need Robert to kill Thanos. We <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, have yeah. Robert out there yeah. not killing Thanos, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. So it's bullshit. Yeah. It's truly bullshit. Yeah. You know, so... I mean, it is – look, it is what it is. People are going to get offended by whatever. If you go by – what was the purpose of that blackface mm-hmm. thing that they did? They were making fun of blackface. Yeah. They weren't justifying it. Yeah. Right? So there's always a joke. Let's say you go up and your joke is, you know, to criticize the use of it. hmm doesn't matter. If the joke is funny, it's funny. Yeah. If it's not funny, it's not. And there are going to be certain people that do not find it funny. Yeah.
1: That's life. So that's that's really interesting. And so let's say, for example, um, I remember one time you shared, you know, in regards to what was going on with your brother, that you didn't feel comfortable at this moment making jokes about it because you felt like it was a personal thing. Yeah. So you feel like if there was a comedian out there and let's say he decided to make jokes about, let's say, your brother's situation. Sure. And the audience thought it was funny. You'd be like, that's no problem as long Go as it's funny. Go for it. Yeah.
0: Go for it, dude. If the joke is good, the joke is good. Yeah. Like, that's my issue that I'm dealing with this, mm-hmm. not his. Yeah, You know what I mean? He found some joy in it. Yeah. Shit, maybe that joke will make me find some joy in it. Mm. You know? And don't get me wrong. I processed my brother's shit very funny.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Whether I want to share with people on stage was really about respecting his privacy, maybe with it or maybe not. Yeah. How I even shared it on Brilliant Idiots was, was deciding whether or not I want to do that. But yeah. I definitely found some humor in him just... Walking up to people and punching them in the face, mm-hmm. like there's something funny there. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like it was just, it was just wild. Yeah. You know. So, um, so again, what, so, funny, not funny.
1: So what? So the we talk we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like you yeah. pointed out, like finding once you know the person's intent, you therefore have to trust that person's intent and can't put your own personal worldview in an individual. So that goes back
0: to that, right? Like, Go ahead. so. So go back to your last example. I think that you were trying to allude to the example of, like, say, a racist comedian telling black shows to his racist audience, Mm -hmm. right? What is the intent? Is the intent to make some people laugh Mm -hmm. or is the intent to just be racist towards black
1: people? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Now things are getting a little blurry. But how do you tell? Because if you ask the comedian, he obviously just say, well, I wasn't trying to be racist. I'm just trying to be funny. Sure. So how do you so so very blurred
0: line. So very dude, blurred line. Exactly. I'm not going to tell any comedian not to do anything. I know of course. Comedians yeah. are going to get to joke around whatever the fuck they want to joke around. Yeah. With. That's who I am and that's what I support. I'm yeah. never going to police comedians at of all course. unless they're not funny. Okay. I'll police not funny. Exactly. Because that's what we have to do to uphold the standard of what we do out there.
1: So it seems like to, like comedians have like a pass to in their craft say whatever they want. All artists. Huh?
0: All artists. So keep that same energy with rappers. Yeah. Like all I want is the same expectation of a gangster rapper.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you could talk about literally destroying your community. Like we going to talk about like white supremacy. Yeah. Who's more white supremacist than the gangster rapper that's selling (laughs) drugs to his community and bragging about shooting up the people in his community. Like what does the KKK want to do? Mm. Kill black people. Yeah. What are these rappers rapping about? Killing Asians? (laughs) (laughs) Who they killing? Yeah. (laughs) Who they killing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's like, <laughs> really keep the same energy. Yeah. And I'm 100% supportive of you talking about your experience. Mm-hmm. Talk about through art, bro. Yeah. The intent for a lot of these guys, well, who knows what the exact intent, but I yeah. imagine a lot of these guys are sharing stories of shit they fucking were really living around. Yeah. They're not necessarily trying to glorify it. Maybe yeah. some are, yeah. but some are just saying, yo, I lived through some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And it's something I got to talk about. And I process it through music. I process shit through jokes. It's that simple. It's yeah. not crazy, like. But when we start taking jokes seriously yeah. and what they mean, all right, let's take that art seriously Let's take the art seriously. Yeah. Let's go to these paintings. You see these, you know, grown ass men with these little girls and mm. these impressionist art. Yeah, we canceling all those artists. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what are we doing? We canceling artists now. Yeah. We canceling the MoMA. Shut down the MoMA. <laughs> Shut down the Met. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't uh, Michelangelo have like little boys that he would fuck on the side or some shit like that? <laughs> he was, know. right? All the apprentices back in the day, they would fuck him. So we we canceling yeah. Da Vinci? We canceling the fucking whatever that shit is? What is it? Mona Lisa? Uh, We don't know. <laughs> I think Da Vinci had little boys that were like his assistants that he would also fuck. A lot of these artists did that shit. Yeah. So now we can- Oh, so we cancel Beyonce and Jay-Z because they took a picture in front of the Mona Lisa? Are they
1: supporting the Raven of little boys like do you see how crazy yeah. people get with this no, shit? I, I, I get the, and i and so like for us we get the craziness right yeah but then like let's like but when we're playing with these blurred lines yeah. then it becomes a little bit difficult so for another example is i had a comedian friend who would say offensive stuff to people when he was upset but then he would always say oh i was just joking it was just a joke mm-hmm. we couldn't and we was it funny sometimes it was sometimes it wasn't so sometimes it's okay sometimes it's not so my thing so therefore if even if he says things that are rude and offensive Mm -hmm. as long as he's trying to be funny therefore he can say it is he on stage no i'm just saying like in person oh within his friend group yeah
0: i mean you could decide to be friends with whoever you want yeah you know i mean that's up to you you decide to share time with that person Mm -hmm. also nothing can offend you if you don't allow it that's some that's power you give someone you believe that Hundred percent. Like this is a choice you make. Like you can say whatever you want about my mom. I would never give you the power to affect affect me. Like that's so. Like like a lot of these fights that people get. Oh, you said about my mom. It got nothing to do with what you said. It's all these people going, ooh, Mm -hmm. ooh, you gonna let them say that? (laughs) And now for your ego, you're gonna back up. But I would never give any human being power over me to make me do something physically based on the words that you say. You are crazy.
1: So do you think that? Part of your comedic disposition mm-hmm. and part of, like, just some of the way you were built has made you so tough and have the ability to withstand and have that type of mental well-being in which when people say offensive things to you, it doesn't bother you. Whereas somebody else who may be a little bit, you know, maybe not as tough as you won't be able to take it. I
0: don't know if it's toughness. It's just that, like, I understand the game. Yeah. I understand, like, we're literally playing a video game right now. I understand what you're trying to do. Your intent, again, we're not going off interpretation, we're going intent. Exactly. Your intent is to make me angry. Why would I give you what you want?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why on earth would I give you the satisfaction of getting what you want? Yeah. If you try to make me angry and I just blow a kiss at you, I win.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're
0: tweeting crazy things and making fake Twitter accounts so you can get a reaction out of me and I respond to you, you win. I don't ever give these motherfuckers the light of day. Nothing. You get nothing from me. Web- you know who gets shit from me? The people are like, yo, I just shared your video with all my friends in the group chat. They love it. You're going to get a response from me, bro. Yeah. Because you changed my life. All these people sharing my, my clips in their group chats changed my life. Yeah. You know who did not change my life? This one person saying, I'm whack or I'm trash or yeah. I'm all these other names.
1: Come on, bro. Yeah. Don't feed these trolls. I feel you. And how how does this disrespect play into that? Like so like I like so one of the virtues or values that people aspire to is respect, right? So people want to be respected and Mm -hmm. people don't want to be disrespected, right? So there's physical acts of
0: Yeah, but that's gotta do with like respect and disrespect and that kind of shit. Really gotta do with who's watching. Like if somebody disrespects you in private Nobody giving a
1: fuck. But what if they do care? Let's let's hypothetically say that if some... you
0: do care, it's dumb. You're you're very insecure you think and your so? ego's fragile. Like, like the other day, this little kid—I think it was fucking Christmas night or New Year's day—I forget one of them. But I was going to get some food, and this little kid—not a little kid, but he's yeah, you know yeah, this yeah, little yeah. teenager motherfucker, yeah. whatever—he's walking down the street, and he like bumps me on purpose, mm. right? And I'm like, he he's, he I'm uh, like like I'm like yo, you good? he's like, you got a fucking problem? You want to do something about it? What's up, bitch? Whatever. And I'm looking at this guy, and he's like visibly upset. You yeah. know, like he went out that day to get pain inflicted on himself, most yeah. likely. He's a smaller guy. Yeah. And <laughs> at first I kind of step back, and I'm like, I'm, am I going to beat the shit out of this kid? <laughs> because he's angry at the world? Like, what does that give me? Yeah. Now- if there's a big crowd of people, I'm probably punching them. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm probably punching him. If it's just me and him and nobody else sees anything, I'm like, all right, you want to take this W, bro? Take this. I mean, your your whole day is an L. Yeah. You're trying to, f- you feel like shit emotionally and you want to match that physically. Yeah. That's literally what's going on with this kid. Yeah. I almost ran after him and asked to take him out to dinner.
1: <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> oh, wow. I
0: almost did. And But I was a little bit unsure of his, like, mental state. Yeah. And uh because he needed that. He needed someone to be like, hey, I know you're here. I acknowledge you. What's up, man? You yeah. want to just talk? Tell me what's going on through your day. Yeah. Like, that shit probably would have changed his thing. But I was a little... It, it, I didn't know how his mental state was. He seemed a little off. Um, But the point is, is, like, if there's a group that's a fight since nobody's around, you can stomach that shit because it means nothing. We're talking about, like... You're going to fight so that, like, these seven strangers think that you're brave now? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not the prison. Like, in prison, fight. Yeah. Because you're fighting for your life. You're fighting for your survival, right? Like, the reason we have those instincts is because prison actually simulates what society was like back in the day, right? You lived in these small groups, and there was a power struggle amongst the group. And if you showed weakness in front of the whole group, the whole group would take advantage of you. Yeah. We don't live like that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I own property in Manhattan. (laughs) I'm not fighting
1: 19 years. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's just not going to happen. So let's say I've knocked this fucking kid out. He hits his head on the ground. Now he's paralyzed for life.
1: Lost it on Andrew Schultz.
0: What the fuck? Yeah. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. I I would never do it. It's just like, do not put... Now, it's different. Somebody touches my girl, does something disrespectful to my girl. That's something I got to step in on so that, again, this is not about me. It's about what is about me, but it's about... She has to know she's with someone that will protect her, Mm -hmm. and it's impossible for her to be attracted to me for the long term if she doesn't feel safe. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I got to beat this kid up, or I at least got to check him in a way that she knows she's safe with me. It's a primal thing. Okay. I'm making an educated decision in that moment. Not, I have to fucking go King Kong, (laughs) Yeah. but it's simply- she physically cannot feel safe having a child with me yeah. if I'm not protecting her from these circumstances. Yeah, unfortunately, that's how humans work.
1: Mm. Yeah, no. And for everybody to know, first and foremost, like I said, I absolutely love Andrew Schultz. I, I'm a huge fan of his Back. comedy. One of the biggest things I know that Andrew likes to do we we like to, we like to sharpen arguments. We like this. We like to see all of our ideas, and we like to poke holes in them. We like to see like what is good and what is bad in regards to what we think and a big idea that i'm getting from from you andrew is that when it comes to comedy the a comedian is an artist yeah he is an artist and his comedy is his art if you are offended by his art don't go to the gallery yeah
0: absolutely or just leave yeah i respect people that leave i don't make fun of them on the way out like i i respect that i think that's the most mature thing to do I, I do not like people who heckle and then leave. Yeah. I don't like people who heckle and just disrupt and then stay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's stupid. But if you don't like something, just go, man. Yeah. If you don't like the food in the restaurant, you can leave and go to a different restaurant. Right? Yeah. It, it might suck because that was your night out, but that's, that is what it is. I think that's the best thing to do. You will never see me being offended or criticizing a group of people that leave during my show respectfully and quietly. Yeah. And if I do, I fucked up. Mm. Because— I just respect that someone went, this isn't for me. Mm. I feel a certain way about these things, but my feelings aren't more important than everyone else's feelings in the room. Exactly. That's when shit gets wild for me, because it's like, when these people stand up and stop a show because of a joke, the entitlement of that, the arrogance of that is crazy to me. Yeah. It's crazy because you don't know, one, all these other people are usually laughing, Mm -hmm. and you felt your feelings were more important than 300 other people. That is mind-boggling to me. That's why I'm hard on those motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, I go hard.
1: I was there. <laughs> oh, you were there? You saw it. Which show? Uh, remember the in Dallas, remember there was, there was that one guy in the very front, like, it was him and three people... Oh freak! It was did that I kick him out, huh? Nah, you were just giving him hell. Okay, he was like a weird artsy guy. He was just like sitting down. He had his feet on top of the stage. Just like, did I make him take his feet off? Yeah, you did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me ten years to get on the stage, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not gonna keep your feet on the
1: stage. Yeah, and that and that's what I tell people all the time, especially when we. Always... That's some disrespectful it shit, is. yo.
0: You sitting in a chair. I'm already here making you have to put your fucking feet on my stage <laughs> motherfucker. Get your fucking feet off my stage, yo. That's crazy to me. The people are watch- but that's the thing with comedy is everybody's made someone laugh so people feel entitled to it. Mm. Right? Like nobody not everybody is spit a hot 16. Yeah. So when you hear bars, you're like, yo, this person, fuck, they nice. Yeah. But everybody's been in the office and said something a quip or like retold a funny story. They don't realize that doing that on cue Is
1: way different. I wish everyone
0: would try stand up. Yeah. If everyone would try stand up, we'd be the most respected art form on the planet.
1: Yeah. One man and his whole the whole mentality of the audience is make me happy, make me laugh. It's one thing to make somebody laugh. One
0: reaction that's acceptable. Yeah. Okay. With music, you could. This is a fine reaction. Mm. (laughs) Mm. That's a fine reaction, or woo, or silence. All those reactions are perfectly acceptable. There's one reaction from me that is allowed. And I have to continue that at pace for an hour. By yourself. By myself. No backup dancers. (laughs) Nothing. It's just me, microphone, stool, water, you guys. Yeah. Okay? It's the hardest shit. Yeah. I mean, that's not the hardest shit. I'm sure (laughs) a client of Mount Everest or something's hard (laughs) or whatever like that. But, like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld got that great joke where he goes, uh, um... They say that the biggest fear that people have is um, public speaking.
1: Mm.
0: And the second biggest uh, fear people have is death. Mm. That means if you were at a funeral, you'd rather be in the casket (laughs) than giving the eulogy. (laughs) 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 Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So it'd just be nice if everybody experienced it because I think that— Don't get me wrong. It's a shit commodity. Like, music is a way better commodity than stand-up. What do you mean by that? If I tell you my joke once— the second time is just not as, mm. as, as delicious, yeah. right? But music, the more you hear it, the more you like it, mm-hmm. right? It's like people can tour for the rest of their career on one song.
1: Mm.
0: Nobody can tour on one joke. Yeah. Literally one song. They just want to hear you play it. Live And then you can fucking go home. I don't know any other song by Phil Collins besides
1: I can see coming, coming the air tonight. Tonight. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what can you see coming through the air tonight, motherfucker? Like, this is weird. Cold breath. <laughs> like, Who is yeah. this?
0: So, yeah. But it's just so hot,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, Music
0: yeah. is fucking dope yeah. in that way. But comedy is, in my opinion, it's just so dope. But it's the commodity is not as useful, you know. It's like music is canned goods, and comedy is like an organic peach. <laughs> like you got a day, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. You better eat that shit. It's yeah. getting spotty, yeah. you know. So I get why you know musicians make way more money and everybody has way more success in that regard. But what I will say about comedy is the reason why we get policed way more than musicians, way more than everybody, is because our shit is the most subversive. Mm, break that down for the people. Like, comedians, we can get truth into people's soul way faster and more effective than anybody else. Mm. I mean, so, or not even truth, our message. It might be a lie. It might be whatever. I mean, Donald Trump is present because of comedy. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't want to admit it. He's I mean, funny. there's a lot of factors, but like, yeah. The dude is funny, and when people are funny, you share the things that they say that are funny, and they hit you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Lion, Hillary, like, just these names, these tags motherfuckers give. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about a joke where I can get information to you in such a simple form that people are frightened by it. Authority is frightened by it. Right? The people that control the way—that want to control the way we think and the ones that control the way we react and the way we feel, when I get information around them and to you and comedy is that cloak, that invisibility cloak to get you that information, nothing compares to it. You Mm -hmm. know, I got that joke uh, about the word tranny where, like, I don't understand why it's hateful and I say transgender tranny, grandmother, granny, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm. That right there in 10 seconds solves the whole, is tranny hateful or not? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Who do you think that scares? Trannies, bro. (laughs) Like, (laughs) their whole shit, at least with that word, is it's hateful. It's just like the M word. It's just all these other things. And they say that out loud. And then I've with a joke that is undeniable logic. Yeah. Cut the whole head off. Mm. The horse cut the head off not that
1: head
0: <laughs> but uh but right like it's so that's why they fear us man I get it they fear the power like the shit Chris Rock said growing up was truth Yeah, to this day motherfucker are like why don't you just charge for bullets <laughs> charge more for bullets like yeah. to yeah. this day they yeah. say that shit cause what we say you know uh, uh, Chappelle's how old is 15 really bit yeah. you know what I mean like to this day hey, we're in you. Yeah. And that's why they're afraid of us and that's why they don't want to let certain comics get so far. Yeah. Especially these groups that are outraged by shit. Because you- they know, they know that we can cripple their ideology in a way nobody can. Yeah. Because it's funny. If you're laughing at shit, you'll accept anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? If you're laughing, we're having fun. It's a party. Hey, man, chill out. Relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chill out. Relax. That's why they want to take away our ability to even talk about the topic.
1: Because mm. they know if we get to the topic and we're allowed to talk about it, we
0: can find a way to make it funny.
1: Yeah. And then I also wonder as society, the temperament of society is changing, that's what's also like, even like values are different, right? So one of the things I love the most about you is that you have a genuine heart yeah. to do good. Like that, like at the end of the day, no matter, you can go to any of Andrew's stand-ups, you can say whatever you want about Andrew. I know for it, shout out a doubt, Andrew has a genuine heart for doing good. Who have I hurt? Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like people, that's why I can talk about these shits. That's why I can talk about this like dark shit and yeah. fucked up things. It's like, what I related to is like, you know how like the dude who's really gay is super homophobic? Right, mm-hmm. like every five seconds, he's talking about pause this, and he don't like. Hey, mm-hmm. Well, yo, you acting that gay? Yo, those pants are tight. What you gay? gay, gay. It's just yeah. kind of. You got a lot of gay on the brain, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got yeah. a lot of gay on the brain. Yeah. So what I think you're trying to do is mask that. Mm. It's like Bill Cosby was the clean comedian, but he's out here raping bitches.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. He's like, oh, how dare you? You need to dress like this, be like this, da da da. And you out there raping? Mm. Never has a comedian that tells rape jokes raped. Yeah. So far that we know. Okay. Some of the darkest motherfuckers that got the craziest viewpoints just be the best dudes. I can go there to these dark places because I know it doesn't affect me. People are like, show how you feel comfortable talking about race stuff like this. Because I know I don't have any hate towards anybody's fucking skin color. So yeah. I can have these opinions and voice them. The motherfucker's like, uh oh, I, don't, I don't see color. That's a racist, baby. Mm. That dude is hiding some shit. Mm. That dude right there in the fucking Birkenstocks and you know his
1: little granola outfit <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. all
0: that. Watch out for that
1: guy. Yeah, and, and also I feel like what 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 goes on is that once you trust a person, like going going back to your intent argument, once you trust individuals' intent. The message that they communicate is Mm -hmm. now truthful and good. Yeah. The number one issue is that, especially as you know it, like, for example, one of the things going on in society, because you're a white male, everyone assumes that your intent is racist. Yeah. You know, and therefore, whatever you say, whether it's funny or not funny, whether it's truthful or not truthful, is put under the lens of racism. So one of the biggest things that we have to do is do an entire paradigm shift where we start trusting people's intent.
0: Yeah. Or you just got to, yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent. I don't yeah. know how many people can really get there. Yeah, I mean, that's what we try to do on, on our podcast, right, is just really curate this way of thinking and, like, bring people together who have this similar way of thinking. But, um, you know, I think we see a lot of, like, growth because of it. And we can talk about a lot of things that most people cannot talk about because of it, right? Because yeah. we're not just getting those knee-jerk reactions. But um Most, most importantly, I think right now is you just got to be able to walk through the fire. Mm. It's like once people see that you're, you're not pussy, that you actually stand by what you say, all of a sudden they respect you. Everybody wants to be led, but they just want a worthy leader. Mm. You know what I mean? So they check you, they try you, right? They're like, all right, how much do you really believe in this? How much is this really true? You know, and they're gonna throw the things. Oh, you're racist. You're homophobic. You're transphobic. You're... They throw all these words out there to see if it's gonna sh- shatter you, to see if you can really handle it. And um, once you walk through that shit, they go, Ah, now nah, he's about it. And then when I say something about whatever issue, you know, I believe in it. Yeah. Because I'm willing to walk through the fire. Exactly. Right. And I needed to go through that. Yeah. Because I had like very supportive parents who like listened to me. So I got all my confidence from being listened to. But then I didn't know what to do when people didn't listen. Mm. So I had to learn that later in life when people didn't value what I had to say. I had to learn how to have confidence and walk through that fire as well. And learning that process was great. When everybody's saying every other word, you know, call me every possible thing in the book. I had to learn how to just stay
1: true and walk through, and then also I feel like you got better though. That's nothing that I saw in your life. Like I think the dopest part about Brilliant Idiots is that if you literally go back to three years, four or five years ago, mm. and you hear some of the stuff you talked about then, yeah. it's kind of funny. Like I once heard, like I remember um, you were saying that uh, you know, like you go to Hillsong, you're like kicking it with Carl Lentz. Yeah, I remember yeah. a couple episodes of. I'm brilliant really idiots, you're like, yo, God and this and that and that. So it's like you've seen this evolution and grow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a grow. So I think the dopest part about just not only your art, but as a as a as a great leader is that you're you're maturing and you're growing. Absolutely. And people can see that. You yeah. know?
0: Yeah, mature, grow, just don't change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like people don't wanna see you like you know what it like this is a weird comparison, but like I think the problem with a lot of actors when they come out as homosexual after they're famous People are like, yo, I already built up this idea of who you are. And now you're a different version. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know how to see that. But the actors that were always gay, they're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, people don't want to feel lied to. Yeah. So, like, you can evolve and you can change, but don't stop being you. Okay. Like, there's one thing about me. It's like, I never stopped being me. Of from course. the second you heard my stand-up 10 years ago or any brilliant idiot saying that shit, I just sharpened the point. Mm. So before when I was maybe trying to like, I was trying to stab you with a hammer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm stabbing you with a fucking sewing needle. Mm. It's going in and you don't even know it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's the difference now. It's like I found a way to be really, okay, I learned. All right, if I just, all right, this ain't the stage and this ain't the comedy club. I can't just say some wild shit because motherfuckers are going to really believe it and not understand my intent. So let me sharpen the tools a little bit. All right, boom, this is it. This is how we get this point across. I just had to be, it just made me better. Yeah. That harsh environment, as annoying as it was, it just made me better. And it really prepared me to be the comic of my time because I think this is my time. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, the the old heads that are OGs and I have the most respect for in the fucking world, they're they're the greats. Don't get me wrong. But like, in my generation, I think I'm the only one that's pushing it like the Bill Burrs or the Chris Rocks and that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You know, I'm not saying there's not hilarious other comics in my generation. There absolutely is, but I think I'm the only one pushing it, really pushing boundaries and really taking those risks and doing that style of comedy that we all kept, we all came up watching. You know, and there's a reason why I can only do that on YouTube, mm. right? Because the networks won't take it. It changed. Yeah, but I'm gonna stay to it, and my my plan is, I we'll see what happens. But that's the thing I'm willing to risk on. Yeah, I'll always gamble on myself. Shit. <laughs> I don't understand how to
1: play stocks. Yeah. I play me. <laughs> real. I will. All yeah. the time. You know? No, that's that's dope, man. I think just that that process of self discovery, that process of like constantly refining. Like the one of the things we talk about on shows like becoming, right? It's like everybody's on a journey to becoming the man or woman who God created them to be. Yep. And like you're like you've constantly refined, you constantly grew, you constantly change you constantly i'm mean, not, not change like but you like understand your programming exactly like
0: before i might have done something and not realized why i was doing it mm-hmm. and now i've kind of taken myself back and thought like why do i do this what yeah. is the point of this like why will i take this argument that is really hard to prove and why what why am i doing that what do i need out of this mm-hmm. like really understand your programming because when you understand your programming you can correct bad habits you can change bad habits and you can really isolate the things that you enjoy doing like understanding my programming made me realize how much i enjoy creating mm. i was kind of organically going in that direction and then once i understood it, i was like oh that's the direction i want to go
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that's before right. you understand yourself you're just floating in the ocean hoping that you come to india and mm-hmm. then you end up in america <laughs> you know you <laughs> yeah. christopher columbus out there right <laughs> yeah. when you understand your programming you're taking a flight from italy to new york mm It's that direct. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to understand their programming because there's some So what is your programming? Depends. It's very, it's complex. But like the things that I like to do, I told you, I just love the creation. Mm -hmm. I truly enjoy creating. I like doing that. It fills me. It feeds me. It's like, it's my version of like, you know, saving animals, I guess you could say. (laughs) You know, but like what I need from certain things. Why I like doing... This type of edgy material Like the intellectual satisfaction I get from it It's a challenge Like I know how to make people laugh Doing easy shit Yeah You know what I mean But like I roll my eyes When I see comics do that Mm. So like I love the challenge You know it's For me comedy is like Diving Right Or gymnastics You get judged on two things You get judged on the execution But you also get judged On the level of difficulty Right So like anybody can just do A straight dive into the water That's easy But if you do two backflips, then that level of difficulty goes up. So yeah. your your total score can go up. You do four backflips, your level of difficulty goes up. So your total score goes up. So I see a lot of people executing easy jokes. They're doing one backflip jokes. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, fuck that. That's easy. I, I need to push. Mm. I need to do five backflips. Mm. So that's the goal for me. Now, most people don't understand this. Yeah. I don't care.
1: But I feel like if they understood you, Andrew, like, they would love you so much more. Because I feel like so many people, when they first hear you, you know... They, they're offended because they're triggered because, like you said, they have all these emotional responses because they're conditioned by the liberal system. Sure. But then the moment they sit down and actually listen to you, like, wow, yeah. you know like, wow, you know how it's been, bro. So yeah. I feel like that's what I, I, I want more for comedians. I feel like will free them up is that when people get to know them, it gives them the freedom to actually make art because we know Andrew's not racist. We know Andrew's not sexist. We just know Andrew's a great human being who's just trying to make difficult jokes. And so I feel like hearing more of your stories will win people That's what over. I'm doing now. Like, yeah. I have
0: one show that we do on the YouTube channel called Inside Jokes. Yeah, And I basically have three other comics on myself. We all bring our, like, most offe- offensive premise, like, most fucked up premise that, like, triggers the audience, turns it off. And I open up the joke writing process. And I tell them kind of how we make a joke like this funny, how our brains work around it, how we can predict how the audience is going to react to it, etc. And the reason I put out that show is not only because I enjoy just talking about jokes with comics Mm -hmm. and i'm tired of like tv shows making comics talk about things comics don't care about (laughs) they're like what do you think about what happened to dolly Parton?" and then like a comic can make up something funny yeah but a comic doesn't care about anything as much as their jokes yeah so let's talk about that but i also want that comedy fan to get a feeling of how jokes are made
1: exactly how the 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 sausage
0: gets put together because i feel like that's how i'm affecting the ecosystem Right, it's like if they understand how we do these jokes, then they'll go with us on the journey of a fucked up place. Right, it's just that's how you got to make change. You got to show it. Mm -hmm. You know, like so that's what that's what I've been what I've been trying to do. I mean, like I know the the majority of people and the average person that goes to a comedy show doesn't understand that, so I have to get them on the. You know, I have to basically take them there through humor.
1: Yep.
0: So like. Some comics, what they do is they start out very likable and then slowly introduce some, like, fucked up shit. Yeah. And I think that that's wrong. Mm. I think it's actually a bad way to do it. What I do is I start off fucked up. Mm. And what I've realized is if you take an audience to a really uncomfortable, dark place where they feel weird and uncomfortable and then you make them laugh, right? Right? The next time they feel weird and uncomfortable, they know a laugh is coming. Mm. Now that weird and uncomfortable place is not bad. Yeah. They're actually excited. Mm -hmm. They're looking forward to it. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Last time I had this feeling, I laughed my ass off. It's coming again. Yeah. The problem is not everybody's funny enough to go to take them to that really uncomfortable place Mm. and get them out. Yeah. Once you do that, they'll follow you anywhere. So my feeling is this. Now, let's dig this shit deep right Mm -hmm. now. Let me show y'all right now that we can get uncomfortable. Yeah. And then we can take ourselves out of it. Yeah. That's dope. And that's me. I mean, but this is just the nuance of comedy that most people just won't. Yeah, and that's and that's a, that's
1: the hard part. And that's why I was so excited about bringing you on because I've been hearing you have this conversation over and over and over again. I said, man, I want to give Andrew an opportunity to really flesh out Respect. these ideas because, like Andrew's, I truly believe what you're doing is transcending. I truly believe that what you're doing is gonna like this. You're the voice of the generation. My like man. so many men, so especially so many women, shout the lady assholes. Yeah, so many people are absolutely lives are being transformed. By your comedy, right, like so like so many people are learning people need it, bro, you need it so badly, especially in today's climate,
0: people need it because the reality is it's like most of our feelings don't change, yeah, everybody got the same feelings, right, and then we adjust our feelings to the groups that we 're in mm-hmm. right, so like ninety nine percent of humans, we all feel the exact same way, yeah, right, and then we need to exist within these groups and structures, so we quiet certain feelings so that we can exist within the group and structure. Mm -hmm. So 99% of people are just going like, we really need to have fucking every bathroom anybody can go into. We can't just have a dude bathroom and chick bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like we really need 99% of people wake up thinking that way. Right. But your group might say we need to be inclusive. We need to have a bathroom for every different person or everybody should be allowed in whatever bathroom. So then you go, all right, everybody should be allowed. in everything. The thing about comedy is, at least the way I do comedy. I don't speak about shit I don't have a, an emotional attachment to feeling-wise. Yeah. So the why reason— not? It's just a waste of my time. Okay. I just can't get there. Mm. It doesn't matter to me. So it's like—so the reason why my comedy resonates with, like, an 80-year-old lady in the audience mm-hmm. and a 19-year-old kid is because I'm tapping into the feeling you have before you've adjusted it to fit— the societal structure. Mm. And then what I'm doing is I'm giving you a smart justification for said feeling.
1: Mm.
0: Right? So most comedy is relatable. You're like, well, why don't we eat all the Oreos or some shit like that? And you're like, I want to eat all the Oreos, right? But what I'm doing is taking, the greats take it one step past relatable, right? Chris Rock will say something and then he'll give you a justification you never even thought of. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I operate with the tranny shit. Everybody's yeah. like, bro, it's just short for transgender. Why is this such a big deal? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then when I do grandmother, granny, it's like, that's
1: uh, how I knew. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I knew it's just <laughs> <a> short. <laughs> 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 right? So yeah. it's like, once I do that, you're like, well, how do I feel about, tell me how I feel about school shootings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I am I know how you feel. I'm just saying it for you, bro. Mm-hmm. And and that's the difference, I think, I think that's the difference when when you lead people. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you're built to lead people is that you know how to, you know know how people feel, man. You have like an idea of like the human condition and empathy for the human condition. And you can, and then you're also matched with like the the intellect to like describe it in a way that's Mm -hmm. that's clever. So
1: I think, yeah. It's like, to me, it it reminds me of like in reality, like you're really a philosopher. I have always felt that way about you. I've always felt that way about you. Just literally like first of all just your range of information the range of knowledge the different topics you talk about the different you know like people would be so surprised how cultured you are you know uh-huh. in regards to just like so many different cultures and you know different countries and different places around the world so I think like the dope part about your job is like yeah. being a philosopher motherfuckers call me
0: ignorant that shit's hilarious
1: <laughs> uh, yeah
0: it's one thing I ain't <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember I,
1: did you say something about my name like when you were, yeah you said something like you texted you got me an Arabic name I assume yeah, you're Muslim yeah 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 so it was like like that was, I was like, man, this no, is. No, I dude. said, inshallah. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, This dude, you, <laughs> <Andrew>, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this dude, and reflecting on this culture, cultural knowledge, man.
0: But that's the thing It's like, and that's something I learned to accept. It's yeah. like I used to have to want to. I used to have this feeling like I want to change everybody's mind. Mm. Like that's something I got be- better at with brilliant is and sharper at. And shout out to my boy F A. Shout out F A. Um, but he really, he really helped out with this. Is like, like I used to want, like in a debate, I w- it wouldn't be fine if I just. Gave my information and you gave your information. I would need you to tap out. Mm-hmm. I'd need you to submit. Yeah, right. And he's like, "Bro, trust the jury, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing this publicly, motherfucker's gonna listen and they're gonna understand exactly. if you make good points. That's true. So the second once I realized that, it was like, all
1: right,
0: you know, we're cool. I yeah. just got to get my shit out. Yeah, but people are gonna call you whatever they call you. It's, it's selfish at the end of the day. Like, people aren't. You know what it is? You know that like that dress that was either, like, white and gold or, like, blue yeah, and black yeah, yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. that. Like, people act like that's some crazy phenomenon. No, that's literally every story on the internet. <laughs> right? Like, and maybe I, maybe, I guess people don't realize, like, I don't get nothing out of telling you guys how the world works. Yeah. Like, I get my own, maybe, personal satisfaction, but, like, I lose money. I lose listeners. I lose people yeah. by giving you guys the real. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, when you build a narrative about yourself, people you can do whatever action, and it just confirms that narrative. Yes. And I think... That's the craziest thing about society. But the the number one issue is that what people don't understand is that when you create the wrong narrative about a person, everything that you believe about that person now confirms that false narrative. Absolutely. That's
0: what happened with a lot of shit. And it's like, and everybody's phony. Don't get me wrong. Like maybe Alex was telling me this the other day. He's like, he's like, listen, I know you're just being objective, but it seems like you criticize liberals more than you criticize conservatives. And the reason I do that is just because liberals attack more shit that pertains to me. Yeah. Like, I'm a comedian. Mm -hmm. So you coming at, you know, speech and you coming at creating art, et cetera, I gotta give pushback at that because you're my bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to a seal, a polar bear is an evil motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. That's killing your kids.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so to Coca-Cola, it's an ally that looks great (laughs) drinking a nice (laughs) glass of Coke on a winter day.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Right? So, like,
0: to, to like, a... climate person like super liberal care about the environment polar bears are a beautiful animal
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah so everybody got an enemy yeah so i just got to give some pushback to those people but maybe i should even it up yeah like people are like these conservatives talk about how much they care about free speech etc until somebody says something that goes against them exactly and then all of a sudden it's shut it down the so same hypocrisy. phony as fuck and too, then, bro. Then,
1: then they complain about- how people are outraged, but then they're also the the queens of outrage as well. Oh, all of them are so fake. (laughs) There's hypocrisy on both sides.
0: Everybody's a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody (laughs) is a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. And like, it ain't even worth all the time talking. Yeah. I just like pointing out like the obvious and like the fun shit. Yeah. That's just fun for me. Yeah. You know, it's my little game. It's like, you gotta, you know, some people hunt you know i guess i hunt hypocrisy <laughs> i don't hunt, you know gazelles or no shit like that. it's just like i hunt yeah. i hunt fake outrage yeah that's my this whole special coming out in march is just about addressing fake outrage not what's real outrage. what's the
1: date on that special
0: it's going to be coming out every sunday in march okay so first it will be six parts first two parts drop march 3rd and then every sunday another part is going to drop awesome
1: Guys, real quick, real quick, guys. What I want the roommate community to go ahead and do is that we're going to go ahead and come around my man, Andrew. So, like I said, guys, every single person we bring on the show are people that I absolutely love. People who I know will bring value, will bring substance, and will bring a lot of joy into your lives. Yes, yes. Andrew's style of comedy is very flagrant and mom, please don't watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> watch she like it. Watch it. Oh, my mom. My Send her, watch. Send her. But yeah,
1: Maybe mom, go ahead and maybe mom will enjoy it. Watch You know it. what I mean? I'm, just watch. <laughs> so guys, check it out and, and and if it's not your style of comedy, what I do not want to hear, I don't want to see no comments, I don't want to see no ne- negativity, it's not for you, go ahead and move on. But guys, do what you do best, support Reach out, comment on Andrew's post, share it if you like it, show him some love. Andrew, where can they reach out to you at?
0: Um, All the socials is my name, Andrew Schultz. There's no T, S-C-H-U-L-Z. And then the uh, YouTube page is youtube.com slash the Andrew Schultz. And uh, I basically, you know, Instagram and Twitter, I use those. Not only to have our kind of fun, and but uh, but also I promote things there. So, like, if you're following me on those, you'll see where my shows are coming up, et cetera. And then YouTube is strictly used for content. Okay. So the different—we had, you know, five different shows we do on a YouTube channel. And uh, every Sunday I put a new clip out. All the shows come out at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So every Sunday I put a new stand-up clip out. It's Unsafe Sets is the name of the show uh mondays we drop uh, a show called inside jokes that was the one i was telling you about Mm -hmm. um wednesdays obviously flagrant too the full episode comes out uh thursdays we do a show called dropping in and it's my like travel show it's basically like my version of like uh, anthony bourdain but instead of looking at city through food i look at it through comedy (laughs) and uh matter of fact we have four of those episodes coming out The month of march as well okay so we have a dropping in for every city that the special takes place in because my special takes place in four different cities okay so it's going to be a special and i also have a tour documentary that's dope. all the same month of march it's going to be crazy and then obviously a brilliant idiot comes out friday so it's crazy the amount of content that we're putting out like i don't even like hbo don't put out this much you know what i mean like we got two two two-hour podcasts a week yeah plus we got a stand-up series in April, I'm going to start bringing other comics that fit this umbrella. Oh, wow. So I'm just going to expand the brand. It's going to be so much more stand-up coming on through. Yeah. It. It's going to be so dope. But, like, yeah, man, if, if you build it, they will come. That's my that's my, I, that's my my hope. Yeah. That the comedy fans around the world that like this type of comedy yeah. will be drawn to what we got going on in the channel and just, like,
1: eat up this content, man. Yeah. So – Dude, that's awesome, man. So Andrew, dude, I always brother. do man? I love you. Love He's you super too, man. Awesome. I am excited about this stand up. I'm excited about the community rallying around you. Excited about your future. However, I can support you, please, please let me know. And you guys, have been already.
0: Thank you so much,
1: man. You saw
0: the clip that you uh edited for us? Which one? That uh, you did the transcription and shit, the uh soldier boy one. That shit went viral. Oh, man. for real? Yeah.
1: Oh wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's dope. It's it funny. Dope. He
0: was on his uh Instagram uh Story last night watching our like idiots episode. Oh, for real? Oh, that's so crazy, funny, man. Andrew's Child's changing the world. I really am the soldier of comedy. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> comedy. I'm just going to come out a little more
1: credit. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're the roommates. Make sure you reach out to Andrew. Share, 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 share. Comment, let the people know where they can experience the best hour of their week. My name is Afis, and I'm joined by Andrew Schultz. And adios. Take care, people. Have a great week.
0: Peace.